0: Hello, Kate here and welcome back to Smarterody. I hope you had a relaxing summer and you're feeling ready for the autumn. Let's dive straight in with world news first of all. The energy crisis is deepening and costs are escalating around the world, particularly in Europe as Russia decided not to reopen the Nord Stream 1 pipeline last weekend. Now, Putin continues to try to blackmail Europe by driving up the gas prices unless the sanctions are dropped, which is causing the euro and the pound sterling to sink to their lowest levels in over 20 years. Obviously, this is having a huge impact on electricity prices too, as they are linked to gas prices. Governments across Europe are preparing big budgets to help with the cost of living crisis amid fears of rationing and even power cuts during the winter. They have been trying to store up large amounts of gas to get us through the winter, but they have warned it won't be enough and companies are warning they are likely to go bust if governments don't act now to cap energy prices or provide greater financial support. Half of all UK households are expected to be in energy poverty by January 2023, particularly as the new Prime Minister's Trust seems to have even less of a clue than Bojo about how to run a country, if that's possible. France is offering one-off payments to its citizens of just €100, which is less than some of its European neighbours, but it is limiting wholesale price rises to 4% for a year, meaning that French households will have lower bills than most other countries. On the bright side, candles are very romantic, so I suggest you all stock up on them before the winter hits. Business news now. Apple debuted its iPhone 14 at its annual keynote event on Wednesday in California. It used the tagline far out as a teaser for the event with the invitation using a constellation of stars forming the Apple logo. This led people to expect better nighttime photography from the new phones, along with a major camera quality upgrade. Given the economic strain that consumers are facing at the moment, it was hoped that any price hike would be minimal. Now, After the event, Eve Jobs, the daughter of the late Apple co-founder Steve Jobs, joined the chorus of critics suggesting that nothing had really changed. There is a new camera, longer battery life and emergency call capacity, but this might not be exciting enough to encourage people to buy, particularly in the midst of a recession. Sport now and Serena Williams has retired from tennis after a 27-year career with 39 Grand Slam titles. It wasn't quite the fairy tale ending she probably hoped for as she lost the US Open, but no one can deny the influence she's had on the sport and she will be hard to beat. She and her sister Venus have inspired a generation of youngsters to pick up a racket and it isn't possible to describe her legacy. They even inspired the film King Richard, which I haven't seen, I don't know if you have, but their father is the focus of the film and how he trained them to be focused and dedicated and to never give up. Her shoes will be really difficult to fill. Now the tennis season is pretty much over. Next time we'll turn our attention to the Winter Games. Self development now, and for something that can give even the fearless sleepless nights, public speaking. Now, just hearing these words can have people quaking in their boots, but there are some practical things that you can do to help you. If not enjoy speaking in public, at least not be filled with dread the next time that you have to speak in front of an audience. So, the most important thing to do is to plan. So, what does the audience need? What do they want? What do they expect? Use appropriate language and material, think about the timing, the structure and the flow. Use visual aids if appropriate. Use humour as well, tell stories. Anticipate questions and prepare answers so that you're not caught out. And make sure the technology is working if you're speaking online. Next, practice, practice, practice. So try it in front of a small audience or if you like you can record yourself, watch it back. It is a bit excruciating but it can help you to improve. Next, dress for the occasion. Be smart but comfortable. Don't chew gum or suck mints, obviously. Switch off your phone so that it doesn't ring while you're speaking. There's nothing worse than this happening. Engage the audience by keeping them involved. Encourage them to participate. Stay calm and speak clearly. Use cue cards with just the key points so that you're not just reading from them. You're a bit more spontaneous. And let your personality show. Plan breaks so that people don't lose focus. Be aware of your body language, so stand up straight, breathe naturally, look people in the eye, but change where you look, look at different people, smile, move around, using your energy can get your passion across a bit more. Try and get your nerves under control, now this is the most difficult thing. Think positively, take some deep breaths before you start, take small sips of water, focus on friendly faces in the audience and imagine that you're speaking to just one person. Remember that some pressure is always good, and at the end of the day, the audience is just human, just like you. And don't forget, your trainers can help you to practice these techniques and get you ready for your next presentation. Now, last but not least, instead of the true entertainment section today, I can't let the podcast pass without mentioning the death of the Queen after an unprecedented 70 years on the throne. She passed away peacefully at her Balmoral estate in Scotland, surrounded by her family. Her death set in motion a flurry of protocol. Charles became king immediately and Camilla became queen consort. Charles's siblings will have kissed his hands. Liz Truss, the new prime minister, gave a speech to the country pledging support to the new king. The national anthem has changed to God Save Our Gracious King, which will be difficult to remember. Uh, There will be some gun salutes. Charles will meet the new PM and the cabinet. The Queen will then be transferred to Buckingham Palace, followed by Westminster Palace, where she will lie in state for four days. Then Westminster Abbey for the funeral, after which she will be interred at Windsor Castle with many other royals um, and her parents and, of course, her beloved Prince Philip, who died last year. Charles will probably move to Buckingham Palace where he will quite possibly slim down the royal family, hopefully keeping Andrew well and truly out. Now, obviously when someone dies at any age it's sad, but as the Queen had lived to the ripe old age of 96, I didn't expect to feel particularly emotional. However, I do feel a sense of loss and if I'm honest I feel a little bit disorientated. I've heard her described as a constant presence in a changing world and I think that that's it. She gave the UK stability for 70 years and she was well respected the world over as well. Well that's all from Smarter UD for now. Remember to check out the vocabulary on Super Brian as always and I will talk to you soon. Take care now.